You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. Okay, so let's go to Scripture, Genesis chapter 6, and uh, pretty much everybody knows the story of Noah somewhat, right? Uh, we're going to read all this right here and talk just a little bit, and we'll read a little bit more. Now, the Lord God saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Okay, that sounds like a whole lot of big words right there, so let's boil it down. Here's what, he's, here's what it's saying. God looked on the earth, and he saw that everybody thought about doing bad stuff all the time. That's all they were, they were just thinking about bad stuff. What they could, they were thinking about, thinking about bad stuff, thinking about doing bad stuff, thinking about planning bad stuff. That's all they thought about all of the time, okay? Um, and the Lord regretted, or he was sorry that it even made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I've created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. Because I regret I even made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so life was a mess. Has, that, has life ever been a mess for you? You know, life was a mess. Okay, but, but wait a minute. This, this is a little bit beyond what most of us go through from time to time. How many of you had something bad happen to you this week? Okay, same thing, same thing happened in the first service. I like two or three hands go up, right? Okay, really, let's be honest. Come on, seriously. How many of you had something bad happen this week in your life? Raise your hand. Okay, see now, now, yeah, come on, let's be honest with it. I know we don't like to claim that stuff or we don't like to speak that stuff, but if it happened, it happened. Let's speak the, let's speak the power of God against it. We have bad stuff happen in our life, but we're not talking today about a bad event or a bad day or a bad week. We're talking about everything in this world was going wrong. It was all wrong. Life was totally a mess. God was not, nothing was going God's way. There was nothing going his way. Now, how, how many of you ever, you, you could say, life always goes the way I want it to go. I always get my way. Anybody, anybody, anybody ever always get their way? Well, let me ask you this. Come on, kids, and, and maybe you big kids too. Let me ask you this. How many of you have a brother or a sister who always gets their way? All right, okay, now a whole lot of hands are going up, right? We know somebody that always, okay, they really don't, but it seems like it, doesn't it, right? Okay, now, you think your brother or sister gets their way all the time, and you never get your way all the time. Let me ask you this question, though. Who should, out of every person in the universe, who should be the one that always gets their way? God. God should be the one that always gets their way. But you know what? This says he wasn't even getting his way. So if you're kind of worried about, you know, things aren't going good in your life, you had a problem at school, you know, things, things that you wanted to happen didn't happen, things that you were scared were going to happen did happen or whatever, or maybe even at home, maybe for you big kids, you know, at work somewhere, you had situations, something happened this week, and it didn't go your way. It happened to God too. Things did not go His way. Nothing was going His way on the earth except one thing. One thing was going God's way. You know what it was? It's right up there. At the end of the scripture, there it is, Noah. One thing was going God's way on the earth, Noah. Noah was going God's way on the earth. And you know, here's, here's the awesome thing, is that God noticed it. 
You know, maybe this is a God thing. You know, maybe this is a godly attribute that he has. But if it is, that's good because, you know, we're made in the image of God, so we should have that same attribute that he has. Okay, maybe this was a godly thing that he noticed because most of the time, you know what we do, right? When, when things are going bad, we don't start noticing the good stuff, do we? We see all the bad stuff that's happening, you know, and we act like everything is going wrong in our life, even if it's just a few things. Come on, let's be honest. Don't we do that? We get all down. We get all depressed about the few things that are going wrong instead of noticing, wait, there's something really, really good going on in my life. And God noticed that, and he looked at Noah. Everybody else was thinking bad stuff all the time. Everybody was thinking, thinking of doing bad stuff, thinking of how they could do bad stuff, how they could treat other people bad. They were thinking about that, but Noah was thinking good stuff. And God said, I can use him. God said, I can use him because he's thinking, he's thinking good things. So you see, here's our reason. Continuing to think and do what we're supposed to be doing. Because the temptation really is... Come on, and you're going to have it. You kids, hey, when you grow up, you're going to have it more and more. The temptation is when everybody else is doing what they want to do for you to do what you want to do. I mean, that's the temptation. Well, everybody else is doing their own thing. Why can't I do my own thing? But Noah didn't have that attitude. Noah said everybody else is doing their own thing, but he kept doing God's thing. And because of that, a great miracle happened. A great miracle happened that was beyond just the, 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 the first few little things that we begin to see. Okay, so, so let me show you that, all right? Because, and and here's, here's, here's a big, big point right here. Is, is it, it, we've got to stay focused on doing the God thing because what we do is then we put ourselves in a place of God saying, I can use that. I can use that. So, so let's look at a, a couple more scriptures right here, verse 17 and 18. So, so God comes to, okay, let, let, me, let me say this also. There were a lot of people on the earth that day. But God spoke, how many did God speak to? One person. Nobody else heard the voice of God except for the one who wasn't thinking bad thoughts, who wasn't planning to do bad stuff. The one who was, who was thinking good and keeping their mind focused on what God would want and all that, he is the only one that heard God that day. He said, he, he, God went to Noah. He said, I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wives and your sons' wives with you. Okay, so now Noah, he's kind of you know, buying into this all of a sudden. Why? Because he says, I'm going to save your, God says, I'm going to save your family. Everything's going to be wiped out on the earth, but I'm going to save your family if you'll do this. So Noah's like, okay, what, what is it I need to do? So Noah built the ark to save his family. I mean, that was his number one interest is saving his family. Guys, dads, are you listening? You know, his number one interest was saving his family, but he could only do that because his mind was thinking on the things of God. Because he was in tune, he was at a place where God could speak to him. He was at a place where God said, that's somebody that I could use. And that one man was the only one who was in a place to save his family. But the awesome thing was, he didn't save just one family, did he? He saved all the human race. For He saved that family right over there. He saved that family and he saved that family and that family. You wouldn't be here without Noah today. You would not be here. He saved the human race. He saved the world. He saved all of us, all of our families, all the families that descended from his three sons. He saved every single one of them. And he, was just, he said, i, I got to save my family, but God used him to do something. And that's what God does, is God takes 
what we do, and he makes a really big, huge thing. And, you know, here's th this morning's sermon, what I was thinking of preparing for you. All week long, I've been really focused on miracles. Every time somebody tell me something good happened, I'd like just cue on that. You know, it's just like, wow, because, uh, because uh, that, uh, that was something that was going along with the sermon. And so there was, there was one this week, somebody had a miracle, and being the pastor, you know, I, I just can't leave well enough alone. I got to dig in a little bit. Yeah, I got to help you process what's going on here. Is that I don't want you to just say, hey, I got a great miracle, awesome, wonderful. Huh? Yeah, I had a great miracle and just walk on. You need to understand. You need to understand. And, and so I, I, I started saying, hey, this happened because, and look at how, how God did this and all of this. And, you know, these things all happened at once and it all came together. You know, God could have made this, this happen at another day. He, you know, this could have happened some other time. But all this came together. God made sure all this came together at the perfect time for you to get your miracle. And the guy was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and here's the point. You also had a place in this. You had something to do. Because you were doing some right things. You were hearing God. You know, you were, trying, you were thinking good thoughts, not bad thoughts. Because you were do, and, and doing what, what you felt like God has led you to do. Because you were trying and doing the things that you needed to do, God could use that. And you got a miracle this week. Are you listening? Uh, Russ, I think it was Russ, uh, posted on Facebook yesterday a quote from Walter Chrysler, Walter P. Chrysler. Some, something like this. Is, uh, Most people don't hear opportunity when it knocks because they're out in the backyard looking for four-leaf clovers, right? Instead of doing what I need to be doing, I'm looking for some, some, some little thing. It's just going to happen for me. Instead of doing what I need to do, I just believe God's going to show up. He's my four-leaf clover. I believe God's going to do it. No, God, God wants you. You have to give God something to work with. When Noah's started building the ark, God made this, this big, huge thing because he had given God something to work with. Um, I, I don't mean this as a challenge or dare, but if you do think of something that I'm missing, let me know. But I believe if you look at every miracle in the Bible, you will see that, that the person who received the miracle had some part to play in bringing that to pass. Like the widow Zarephath who, who had, to, had to give her meal and oil, and then she got that great miracle. And look that up. Read it to your kids later, later today, this evening or sometime. Or, or that other miracle, that other widow lady that, uh, in, in the story of Elisha where she had a little bit of oil, but, but God made it because she put it in the hands of God. God made it a big, huge miracle. Here, here's one from the, from the life of Christ, and, and uh, may, may, maybe you get just a little bit different. I, I can tell you a little bit of the story right here. Jesus uh, happened upon a blind man one day, and uh, the blind man wanted to be healed, and so Jesus bent down, and, and he spit down in the dirt, okay? Can anybody tell me? Kids, can you tell me what happens when you mix spit with dirt? What do you get? Mud, right? When you spit in the dirt, you, now can you believe Jesus did that? Next time you're making mud pies and your mom and dad tell you you don't do that, so Jesus did, right? <laughs> yeah, so he made, made, a little, made a little bit of mud, and then he put it on the blind man's eyes. And Jesus did not say, now your, your uh, eyes are healed. He didn't say that. He didn't put the mud on there and say, now you can see. He didn't say that. He put the mud on his eyes, and he said, now go over there and wash in a pool. Told him exactly which pool, slow him to wash in. Go wash in that pool, and then you'll be made whole. Your, your eyes will be healed, and you'll be able to see. And so that man, to receive his sight, he had to, he, I told you, he, everybody has to do something to get their miracle. He went 
there and washed. If he had not gone to the pool of Siloam and washed his eyes, he would still be walking around with mud on his eyes and still unable to see. We have to give God something to work with. If, if you're sitting back, and this, is, this really is a big point here for our big kids in the room. If you're sitting back and waiting on God, and maybe, maybe God's already put the mud there and he's just waiting on you to do what you're supposed to do. Are you thinking the right things? Are you listening to him? And are you doing what he's told you to do? What you know is the right thing to do. Okay, I've got, here's the last little point. Last point, you're already? Last point. This is, this is actually three chapters over because the next thing that happens is they build the ark. It takes a long time to build the ark. Uh, you know, they, they, they load up uh, with all the food that they're going to need. They load up the animals, and, uh, and, you know, they get on the ark. It rains for 40 days and 40 nights. The rain stops, but there's so big a flood, it's, you know, it's weeks later before it goes down enough for them to actually get out and start building a life. They get out and start building a life. Three chapters later, chapter 9, from chapter 6 to chapter 9, now verse 20. It says, Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. Okay? I, I know that doesn't sound like a whole big thing to, to, you know, to make a final point of a sermon, but it's not really what happened here. It's what happened in the next several, several verses. Noah planted a vineyard, and he didn't plant a vineyard to make grape jelly. He planted a vineyard to make wine, and he got drunk. And sin happened. Sin was committed in his own tent. Curses began to be spoken over members of his family. So, so uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of it's like, you know, and I really hope I'm not destroying Noah's image in your eyes. Because really Noah, you know, he did this great, awesome, wonderful thing and rescued all the families that every family you see today and this week. Noah rescued. He did this great thing, but... Then he got to the end of that, and, he, and, and, and this is my last point, don't blow it. Okay, don't do all the right things and then get to the end and blow it. Because let, let me tell you what I see people do so often, I, I, all the time. I mean, all of my ministry, I've watched people do this. I've watched people get, you know, get serious with God because I've got to have something. I've got to need God, I've got to need, and God meets that need. And then we put it on cruise control. Okay, I'll be back when I need you. Uh, you know, I, I, I know I listened to you really, really good while I was going through that problem, but, but right now, I know I was working really hard for you when I was going through that problem, but right now, I don't really need, I, I got it, God. I don't really need you. And don't blow it. Don't, don't blow it. Don't, don't lose what God, don't lose what God has done for you. Noah, Noah did so, so much, so right. I mean, for him here at this last moment to put it, in, to put it on cruise control, that was so unlike him. We do that kind of stuff. When we're not careful, we don't stay focused. We do that kind of stuff. Big kids, I'm talking to you. For big kids, I'm talking to you. We do that kind of stuff. We, we get, our, we get our, our miracle, we get our, our, our needs ironed out, and then it's easy to say, okay, I, I think I can handle this for a little while, God. And we, and we lose. And, and curses and sin. I'll come, I'll come rolling right back in, and we gotta, in a lot of, a lot of ways, we've got to start from scratch all over again. Don't blow it. What you've done to get here and what you've got to do to get to that next step, do it, and don't stop doing it because you've got people around you that matter, and they're part of your life, and the miracles that come to you come to them as well. And we can't, al we can't allow ourselves to, we can't allow our families, we can't allow our friends, we can't allow our communities, we can't allow our generation to lose what God is giving to us. 
You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.